Hello and welcome to the Chemscope podcast from Enroll. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Chemscope is, a recruitment training business um, co-founded by myself, Ed Khan, and Laura Hopes. And each week we're going to be giving you 10-minute snippets into our world of recruitment, tips and tricks to help you on your journey as an agency recruiter, and hopefully some laughs along the way too. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back, welcome back. To this week's episode. My washing machine sounds like it's going to blow up. Can you hear it? No. There's always something. But as professional as ever, we're recording podcast episodes that people now we've got close to 5,000 downloads. Still <laughs> not utilising mics. So apologies, guys. You know At one stage, we will stop in this podcast. <laughs> people have stopped giving us feedback on that. That's why I'm like... We used to get people being like, we really enjoy the podcast, but there's probably some work that you guys could do on the sound. <laughs> no one says anything anymore. I think they just realise that yeah. very much focused on hopefully add some value as opposed to being a really quality production. <laughs> it's <laughs> only 10 minutes. Yeah. You can put up with my washing machine for 10 <laughs> minutes and the muffling and mm. you know, the dogs barking and whatever else is going on. So this week's episode, one of my favourite subjects is automation as is happiest place. But instead of taking the, I was going to say, instead of taking the positive note on that, we're going to go down the negative, I, where automation goes wrong, because what I have seen a huge increase in over the last 12 months is people, agencies, consultants, sole traders, buying these epic automation tools, thinking it's going to solve all of their problems. They'll get this really expensive call, get a seat all hit on, and then it cleans up their database, it engages to their candidates, it tells them all these analytics, and it's just not true unless you have got everything set up in the background and you actually have an understanding of what automation can do. And at the first point, instead of going, oh, I just want this amazing automation tool, actually working out what you would like it to do and then going to source the automation tool. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think it's having a clear purpose for utilising automation. Mm. Because I think there's so many tools now at our disposal and some of them are quite complex to set up that a lot of people kind of get them and then they just go right we're going to like automate everything it's Mm. like what it like where's the efficiencies like what needs the human and I think that's the first step isn't it looking in your business and going what needs the human touch Mm. and what can we use automation to give us an impression of human touch but doesn't necessarily mean and so I think it's almost building if you're going to use it from a sales perspective it's building that sales cycle and going at what point do we need to close Mm. the closing element is always going to need that human touch yeah and how can automation support us on that journey to close like yes 100% marketing tools in Hume but very, very rarely does someone buy something when they haven't had that final mm. touch point or yeah. meeting. So I think it's actually the first step is determining what 
typically causes your customers mm. to buy and what needs that human element yeah. to know which bits you should yeah. be automate along the way. I think that's it. It's the analysis, isn't it? I would start with literally mapping out every single interaction that your candidates have from the minute they are starting to engage with all new consultants, how that person is added onto the database, what then happens every step of the way until that candidate is placed and then the post-placement cares them. Do the exact same for a new client contact and then do the exact same for marketing in general. How do people receive marketing emails from us? Then go, okay, what parts are pretty much just a person doing click, 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 because I can guarantee you a lot of that will be click clicks. That part automate. But then there's so much amazing stuff from there that you can do in terms of cleaning up your database. The tools can do that for you. But what you do start with once you've gone through those three sort of journeys, the candidate journey, the client journey, the marketing journey, then work out where your data is at. Because without clean data and a clearly defined way of how you utilize your database, you cannot use automation because automation is dependent on certain actions or certain bits of data that it will base its decision on, i.e. for us, A simple automation is if someone's email bounces and there is no note on the system that someone has personally updated their email, send that person a text to say, hey, Dora, we just sent you an email. We noticed that it had a hard bounce. Can you click here to update your email? Simple automation. But where you can go wrong with just that automation is if I didn't put in that sort of caveat of if no one has added a note on the system to say they've personally updated it, what could happen is you ask the automation tool if there's a bounce, send them a text, but in the meantime, you might have personally updated the email address, in which case, if we didn't put that caveat in and you didn't know to put that note in the system, the automation tool would have texted that person, they would have got annoyed going, no, Laura's a what do you mean hard bounce? Laura's just emailed me. And then there's annoyance. And then it looked, it is very clear it's an automation tool and does more harm than good. Yeah. So you absolutely need to know the different sort of things that you're, yeah. I think you're, yeah, you're completely right. I think the data needs to be clean. You absolutely have to have a solid process that everyone is following. So my question to you, because obviously with these episodes, we only have a few minutes, are if you could only pick three things as a recruitment agency owner mm. that you would use automation for, and like not yeah. talking about tools and not talking about products, but if there were just three things that you would automate or prioritize yeah. automating as a recruitment agency mm. owner, what would they be? Intelligent ADMs, email marketing. Yeah. Get your automation tool to do that for you and analyze who is engaging with what to then give prompts to your consultants, i.e., and this is a real-life one that we've got going, we've got a monthly musings newsletter. We know the automation tool will tell us and it will update the system in terms of the client contact status based on where they're at in their buying journey. I we've asked the automation tool if someone clicks on more than three links within a certain time period change their status to prospect hop for example 
That then gets prompted as an email internally to one of us to say, hey, this contact's now been flipped over to Prospect Hot. That gives the consultant a prompt to go, okay, cool. Now it's probably time for me to pick up the phone to this contact because I know the automation tool has told me they've clicked on multiple things over the last 30 days, which means they already know who I am. It's now the right time to call. Intelligent marketing, utilizing the analytics, utilizing the automation. That I would say would be my biggest one. It would also then be clean cleaning your data on an ongoing basis because it's great you can do that manually once, but we know that data is updated within a few weeks. So again, utilizing your email marketing campaigns, putting in a automation, i.e., if that email bounces, if we have a mobile number in there for that person, text them saying, Hey, we just sent you an email. Notice a hard bounce. Can you click here and update your email? That will update in the system automatically. But then I would also have a little prompt internally to go, if someone does update their email, send Laura, Laura an email saying, as client contact as has just updated his email, gives you a prompt to go, okay, has that contact moved? Where have they moved? And I need to sort of re-engage them because they've moved companies. Awesome. That's two. What's your third? Um, third would be, third would be website analytics. Mm -hmm. Again, from email marketing campaigns, we can track from a candidate perspective. And right now, if you're not going to utilize this now, I don't know when you will in this incredibly candidate short market, again, on email campaigns, when you notice, again, internal prompt, if someone clicks on your jobs page. If someone clicks on your client page, on your candidate page, those little prompts get that. If someone, if a candidate clicks on a jobs page, you know they're open to talking. So get the automation tool to change their status to potentially open to new opportunities. Have that email internal prompt to go, hey, Laura, candidate, as Khan has just clicked on the jobs page, he clicked on this particular job, maybe it's time to give him a call you know that call will be received well because Ed's has clicked on that job, Ed. And you sending that email to 2,000 people, you can't follow up with 2,000 people. And most people then just rely on waiting for the candidates to call them. And we know passive candidates won't necessarily pick up the phone. They need an extra prompt as they're having those analytics to go, okay, call this person that's clicked on this, call them now. And it's all about optimising your recruiter's time on the phones and pinpointing when they should pick up the phone. Yeah, nice. And obviously, we we can't go into kind of the different tools that you can use because yes, we can. I use Hairfish. I would highly recommend it for Bullhorn. There, I've said it. I can't wait because we use a few different things. That's true. We do use Hairfish for Bullhorn. <laughs> Amazing, and we utilize Roy AI for Job Editor because we use both systems. Highly recommend both. If you're on Job Edit, get Roy AI. If you're on Bullhorn, get Hitfish. Yeah, okay, fine. We've done it then. We've told them. <laughs> I was like, we just didn't want to look like we had preferences. Not well, I think everyone would know what my preference is. For yeah, that's fair enough. Well, but... And look, there are, there are other um, tools which we, we won't mention names of, but there are other tools that you can use mm-hmm. with external systems as yeah. well. If, if my our advice around this 
would be don't approach this stuff haphazardly. No. Like if you are going to implement something like Herefish or Roy AI, like you need to be really, really clear and, and work really closely with those providers to really understand what is possible with them. And it's a whole project of which I would say, you know, if this is something you want to implement in 2023, it kind of would need to be your key project focus. Yeah. Because there's so much available to you. But again, if you get these tools and you just use them haphazardly, you're probably going to do more damage than good. Or you're going to, your consultants are not going to buy into it in the way that they could actually really see the benefits. Yeah. So I think it's about really getting serious about how these mm. tools could support your current strategy and processes and being able to communicate that and doing that journey first mm. to, to yeah. really ascertain where they could be of best use oh to you. Oh, my God, we totally should. No, okay. All right. Thanks, cool. guys. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Bye.